Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Motorsports Conference. Sports It's, uh, it, is, it is coming back. I do apologize there. Uh, I believe we should be back. Um, I think. Nonetheless, we, we attempt again. We should be hearing us. Please let us know in the comments if you can hear us. Um, I don't know how much you couldn't hear, but I believe it should be working. I hey, do apologize. From but again. We'll go from, uh, from, from the second point, shall we, uh, in case people cannot hear us. I'm hoping people can't hear us. Do let us know. But nonetheless, can't hear us. They've just had this whole letter which well, we'll continue now uh provided you guys can can hear us of course please do let us know in the comments if you can hear us 
Um, just having a slight small issue there, but nonetheless, I will continue reading, hopefully. Ooh, and uh, let's just turn that down. Uh, so I'm going to go from the second point. It's the second, we will keep our heads held high and take this journey step by step together. We are Mercedes. We know the standards we aspire to, and nobody is flinching when we look at the mountain we must climb. It won't be easy, but there's value in something easy. Uh, but, is, but where's the value in something easy? I've made the mistake now. Uh, these are the times when character is forged, the times when a team becomes greater than the sum of its parts, tackling difficult problems and conquering them. Uh, we can hear you. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to continue. Um, we're together through thick and thin from Toto. Lewis and George to every single woman and man in the factories in Brackley and Brixworth, and we love that challenge. Third, we will be calling on each and every one of you too to power us to the front. Whether you're offering criticism or support, there's a right way to do it, and a wrong way. We want our online community to be a safe space full of healthy debate, where people treat others and are treated with respect. Be the, um, be, oh, they've made a mistake in their own letter. Uh, be, there, be the team members, Mercedes fans, or rival fans. We have a zero tolerance policy on discrimination, abuse, or bullying of any kind, and we will take appropriate action to any comments or posts that do not meet our guidelines, and we want you to support uh, we want your support to make that a reality throughout our community. We're already hard at work on changing the course of this 2023 season. The recovery, ha uh, recovery began immediately after the race, and everybody has a part to play. Are you ready to join us for the fight back? Question mark. If not, then there are no hard feelings. If yes, that is official, official notice, official letter from Mercedes to all its fans, to the world about where they currently stand. How bold of a statement is that? Yes, I mean, obviously very interesting to see that they already are showing that they do not expect much from the season, possibly. Obviously saying that they want to be able to get that car back to, to winning ways, but it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a very long road ahead of them. Um, interesting to see, though. I mean, first race, they've seen they're not competitive and they're straight away going apologize to the fans. I mean, we've seen Ferrari in similar positions over the years. They would never dream of doing something like this. Ferrari obviously don't take accountability very often. Uh, the only time they really do is when they buy principles. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 quite interesting, as you said, because it's so Mercedes. I mean, I know Mercedes. This this team is based in Britain, but it's so German, if it, as it were, in the fact that it's it's they've gone and directly apologized. We've made one bad race, and they've gone, "No, this is not good enough." We've won the better, we've won the better races, we've won the better fans, and they've gone and directly said a whole letter to everybody, and they've gone and said, cool, we're useless at the moment, we will fix it. And that's after last season, where they were not particularly good either, and then the start of the season, of course, hoping they'd be better, and then clearly not in that very first race, and sincerely apologizing to all their fans for that performance. And then, as you say, you've got Ferrari, who've been dreadful for years, um, and they've never made such an attempt to connect with fans like this. So hats off to Mercedes, but at the same time, very interesting and concerning again for their season because it pretty much says, we're out. <laughs> it's very much um, reminiscent of, <clears throat> excuse me, of McLaren. They also put obviously a statement out earlier on in the season as well. I think also after the first race, just showing their disappointment, <clears throat> saying that they don't think they're going to be very competitive either. So I wonder if it is possibly a Mercedes engine as well that may be contributing but then again we have seen in the that's Martin. Martin that they are competitive so it, it's very interesting i mean yeah, i mean 
Obviously, the Mercedes' big difference to all the other teams is they lack of side pods. Yes, of course. That zero side pod um, concept that they have based their entire car around just does not seem to be working. I think they really do now need to just abandon that. They've seen, they've tried it for an entire year at a race. They've seen it doesn't work. They move on. I understand it was a great concept to have. They thought it would work very well, but it hasn't so hopefully Mercedes don't uh, persist with this whole no side pods uh, story. And what we also want to hopefully see is this weekend, what major changes will they have made from the last weekend, obviously being in Bahrain, to this weekend where we've got Saudi Arabia. Hopefully we'll see a big, big change. But I mean, what could you possibly expect in just two weeks? I think the biggest things we could see is Jesus uh, could change slightly, but that obviously will help the zero side pods being changed just yet. I think they are going to maybe try another race. Try and get that concept working. We saw it was competitive at the end of 2022. Um, they might go back a few steps, but back to 2022. Scrap it. I mean, yeah, it's 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 just so much that that's so confident to be bold new dudes that nobody was following, and everybody thought that would work. Mercedes would be so good, and they were just going to path, uh, you know, pave the way forward for everybody else, and everybody else was going to go oh, flip. We should probably be copying Mercedes, but it's been the complete opposite. We're not touching anything Mercedes has done because that's really not something we want to look at. Well, the thing is that they are not able. Further to be faster, they're constantly to get there. They're not getting any of their run plans done. They're trying to get that car working, which is really not what you want to be doing throughout your race weekend. Yeah, so Mercedes got lots of work to do, and we're just going to go through this article as well here. Just, uh, just a quote there. We've got a lot of work to do. Mercedes promised visible changes to W14 after challenging season opener that's just extending on from their letter which we will uh, uh just go through the article now but uh if, if, if you guys are watching be sure to comment tell us where do you think mercedes stand right now what can we expect from mercedes for the season will hamilton stay at mercedes if this doesn't get um, fixed anytime soon and uh yeah just let us know in the comments to be sure to like the video and subscribe as well so that every week you can participate in such a chat but we're going to go through the article yes well just touching on something that you said you said will hamilton stay with mercedes well from bahrain to this weekend uh we've, there's been a lot of rumors going around as per usual there's always rumors going around f1 paddock but there's been rumors of hamilton maybe looking towards ferrari i don't know if that would ever happen but it would be very interesting if he left mercedes to go to ferrari i think it's not something that's going to necessarily happen immediately of course carlos Sainz and charles leclerc um, contracted for quite some time to Ferrari. I think um, Carlos Sainz's contract possibly ends at the end of this year. I think it's the end of next season, or okay. otherwise. It's, uh, but of course, Carlos Sainz still doing very well in that Ferrari, and at the moment, beating his teammate Charles Leclerc, of course, had engine problems, well, problems with the car, uh, in Bahrain. So Carlos Sainz currently leading the way for Ferrari. So it would be very harsh on Carlos Sainz, of course, much younger than Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton starting to really get on in years, of course, and you'd have to wonder... These are big decisions he's going to have to make. Now, we could... 
going. It says, Mercedes have shared more thoughts regarding their development plans for the 2023 season following disappointing return to the season opener Barbie Grand Prix, doubling down on the need to introduce radical modifications. Mercedes found themselves as the fourth best team behind Red Bull, Ferrari, and of course our big feature team for the season, Aston Martin, in both qualifying and race uh, trim at Secure, with Lewis Hamilton and George Russell's finishing almost a minute away from the victory in P5 and P7, respectively. Uh, after team principal Toto Wolff stated that Mercedes need to, be uh, need to be bold with future updates amid questions over the squad's uh, zero side pod design, trackside engineering director Andrew Shotman opened up about what's next, and he said the following. People have tended to they mean the side pods design. And Toto has said recently that we are looking at a, re a revision that is going to come along in the next few races anyway, said Shotman. Given the gap to the front, of course we are going to look at bigger departures and more radical changes, but those changes take time to turn into a faster solution in the wind tunnel. You can't do them overnight. There is quite a lot of development that you've, that you've got to, go, uh, to do around any sort of big change in geometry in that area. Of course, we are looking at where we can improve the car. We are looking for potential to develop and you will see visible changes coming on the car over the next few races. As for the biggest learning um, as for the biggest learning points Mercedes took away from the Bahrain opener, uh, Shovlin pointed to significant tire degra degradation as a cause for concern, alongside their general lack of pace. Ultimately, we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, that that gap in qualifying was quite large. We were over half a second to the front uh, in the race. That was even bigger. He continued. says that was compounded by the fact that when you've got the tire degradation you get a bit more sliding the tires run hotter and you end up finding it very difficult to keep them under any kind of control there is a lot that we need to understand but they key uh, but the key things are really getting on top of that long run degradation which last uh, year was a strong point for us uh, clearly we've got something that's not right not in the right place that we need to work on but ultimately the other big thing is the performance gap to the front the raw pace of that car is not good enough. We are working very hard at the moment to understand what we can do in the short-term future and in the mid-term future to try and get ourselves in a better place. So, we read that article there, Reese. What do you take away? Well, clearly they're not happy. I mean, <laughs> they, they won't be happy with the way that they're performing out on track. But one of the key points from there is that they are having tight degradation issues, which is your biggest factor during a race. Obviously, you want your tires to be able to run longer, uh, to be able to have a longest, well, the longest stint as possible on tires. That is one of the rules of strong They race with Aston Martin. They weren't able to to stay, uh, well, Carlos Sainz wasn't able to stay ahead of that Aston Martin of uh, Fernando Alonso because he was battling on the tires. Um, he even said at one point, don't make me race them. I, will, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to the end if I keep pushing. Um, so if Mercedes are also having those issues, it is quite a bit of concern because, well, they already have fundamental issues with that car and now they're also struggling to make those tires work in a race. Um, so they will be certainly looking at improving all of those small points throughout the next few races, throughout the practices. And what do you guys think? I mean, what what has Mercedes gone wrong? I mean, they, they, they talk about in that article, and the funny thing that I look at is, is there's not one or two or three or four issues. There's 
clearly there's there's a problem with everything there's there's well, nothing that they need the, to really fix it's their <laughs> entire design i think just is not working uh as they want it to be i mean all the other teams have seemingly got to a point where they understand that car and they are happy with the way the car works mercedes are constantly in testing or not in testing sorry in the practices of a race weekend or trying new things on the car they just don't seem to know how that car works and cannot seem to to get them uh well get that concept working correctly yeah and uh, of course interestingly of course uh the fact that the engine clearly not necessarily the one thing that's the problem clearly an aerodynamics issue and a tire degradation issue and just generally the car outside of the engine department because the engine of course being used by aston martin aston martin have been very quick uh, of course. So, will they perhaps look to their, their 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 supporting team and the fact that you know they supplied the same engine to Aston Martin? Will they not look to Aston Martin car and say, well, what in that Aston Martin car do we should we look at to say yes, we're going to more or less base our design on that and make improvements on their design, maybe? Well, if they base their car on Aston Martin, then they're based in their car on Red Bull. Correct. Because Aston Martin have largely based their car on Red Bull for this year. Um, I think it will be a bit of a, a slap in the face to Mercedes if they have to adopt that concept or that design um, because they've been saying for months that they will not copy that Red Bull and they will not use uh, that same concept that Red Bull has been so dominant with. Um, but I think it's it's time that they have to abandon that zero side pod design. They have to go with a more traditional design because it's clearly not working right now. And the interesting thing is, of course, you know, there's three major aerodynamic versions of these cars the side pods and otherwise and, and etc there's the red bull model there's the ferrari model and there's the mercedes model now only mercedes follows the mercedes model nobody else does then half the grid has gone with the ferrari model and half the grid have gone with the red bull model now interestingly is we need to understand is that mercedes engine better than the ferrari engine or not because then it will determine because mercedes surely won't try and create a new design upon what there is is right now surely they'll just try and look to the other teams and say well what can we more or less yes. take from that for the rest of the season because there's not enough time to develop something completely new well there's not enough time there's not enough money obviously yes. we are in, are in this cost cap era they don't have the the funds to be able to completely develop a new a new car because if they do that they're not going to have the money to develop that car throughout the season they're going to put all their money into developing that new car and they're going to have to stick with that for the yeah, rest of the year. Exactly. Anyway, and we look at the, the, the Ferrari model and the, the Red Bull model. Now, we say the Mercedes engine, is it quicker than the Ferrari model? So if Mercedes opt for the Ferrari look and feel in terms of the side parts and the, and the general uh, aerodynamics of the car and, and hopefully, you know, the general structure of how the car is built. If they look at that Ferrari model and they say, right, we're going to more or less base ourselves on that, are they going to be quicker or slower than that Ferrari? And the only reason I say that is because the Aston Martin follows that Red Bull um, concept, yes. concept where they're clearly quicker than um, they're clearly quicker than than um, the, 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 the Ferrari, that Aston Martin, which follows that Red Bull concept in terms of how the body works will be put together. Whereas is that all of the body and the engine working well together? Is the engine quicker than Ferrari and it's just a better uh, aerodynamical car and better tire degradation? Or is the Ferrari engine better than the Mercedes engine, but because the bodywork of the Aston Martin is so good, it's quicker? So they have to make a big decision because depending on which one they go with, they could either be slower still than the Aston Martin and the Ferrari, or they could be well, quite a bit quicker. I think at this point in time, 
all of the engines are very similar in terms of horsepower. Obviously, that Honda is so quick down long straights, but I think they're all very evenly matched at this point. Obviously, they've all got a uh, engine freeze at the moment, which means that they pretty much all uh, run very similarly. So I think that's more down to the aerodynamics. I think Adrian Newey has just gotten that Red Bull in the sweet spot, and I think Mercedes just needs to develop their aero a bit more. So, uh, Andrew, they're saying, why would Ferrari hire Hamilton over Leclerc and Sainz? Well, we weren't saying that they would, but nonetheless, that there are a couple of small rumours and people creating some stories basically saying, well, will Hamilton stay at Mercedes? And if Hamilton does leave, Ferrari is a team that have taken on past champions regularly, of course. Uh, so that is one team that there always will be a rumour. Well, I think if they were to take on Lewis... Bonus work in two seconds. Sorry, well, we just lost time there. Yeah. I don't think I would personally swap out either driver. Carlos Sainz has been a brilliant supporting role, and we've seen him win races as well. Um, I think if you had to bring uh, Lewis Hamilton into that team, it would certainly mess with the dynamic of the number one and number two driver. It would definitely cause a lot of friction, not only off track, but on track as well. As Lewis Hamilton is obviously such a, a strong character. Um, off track as well as very competitive on track um so it would definitely stir the pot quite a lot there ferrari which i don't think they necessarily need right now yes and we talk about ferrari and we carry on we say why have a students completely convinced check if this is working there we go um, just looking at that Ferrari, of course, Charles Leclerc had a bit of a problem there, but not in that race. Uh, but we then go and look at the news here, and it says that the new team boss, Frederic Vassier, of course, says he has full confidence in the squad's ability to challenge Red Bull as the F1 season develops, despite their rivals starting 2023 in such a dominant style. Max Verstappen led home teammate Sergio Perez in last weekend's opener for a comfortable 1-2 finish. Uh, with third place Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso, some 38 seconds uh, adrift. Uh, meanwhile, the lead Ferrari of Carlos Sainz and lead Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton crossed the finish line almost a minute behind as both uh, drivers battled for tire grid degradation. It compounded an, uh, an already difficult day for the Scuderia, who lost Charles uh, Charles Leclerc in the closing stages due to an unspecified power unit problem, uh, raising questions over their uh, readiness to challenge title glory so uh fred um Monsieur has highlighted uh ferrari's pace in qualifying as a reason to be optimistic moving forward given that leclerc lapped just a tenth slower than verstappen 
on the first Q3 runs before opting against another lap to save tyres. Asked if he has faith that Ferrari's current car can be developed to challenge Red Bull in the coming uh, races, given Mercedes' plans to go radical with future updates, Vasseur stated, I'm convinced, completely convinced about this. I never saw a car able to match the pace of another one in quality and not be able to be in that race. It's a matter of setup and some choices on the car. It's not a matter of concept at all. I mean, that's a huge thing. Well, no, of course, we've seen that Ferrari is so dominant. I don't think there's anything wrong with the concept fundamentally. I think it's just, um, as Vasseur says, some setup changes. I mean, Max Verstappen and Red Bull obviously still not 100% happy with their setup in Bahrain. So they could also possibly, quite, possibly be quite a lot faster. But I think if Ferrari, um, Carlos Sainz, back on to the sweet spot, they could also be extremely competitive. I mean, we saw, uh, well, we heard that over the, the winter season, well, winter break, they were able to, to fix issues that they had in 2022 with their engine. They were able to unlock another 30 horsepower. Obviously, this isn't affected by the engine freeze as... Uh, they've been turning down their engine throughout 2022 for reliability. Then seemingly over the winter break, they were able to fix that. But then in Bahrain, they had another reliability issue. So is it going to be a factor that they're going to have to turn those engines down again? That could certainly affect them throughout this year. Um, if they're able to get to the bottom of that, that could help them be more competitive again as well. I just want to finish up looking a little bit at this article here. It goes and says, The show also pointed to 2023 being the longest campaign in F1 history, with 22 more races still to come between now and the season finale in Abu Dhabi in November. He is, though, naturally keen to understand uh, their performances and reliability issues as quickly as possible in a similar vein to Red Bull when they encountered technical woes early last year. With a DNF, and I would have preferred to finish like Red Bull for sure, he said. Uh, he joined Ferrari from midfield runners Alfa Romeo over the winter. Uh, but now I want to stay consistent in my position. I told the team before the test uh, in Bahrain two weeks ago that the championship won't be over in Bahrain. Doesn't matter the result in any case. It was true for the winter test and it's true for uh, the first race. Uh, the most important thing now is to be able to have a clear picture of the situation where we are failing do a proper analysis of this and to come back stronger as soon as possible so uh, ferrari of course sit currently both behind uh, aston martin mercedes and red bull so another thing i'd like to talk about when it comes to ferrari is, is if you look at last season as an indicator for possibly which you can't really but nonetheless i'm going to do it i'm going to speculate i'm going to say Ferrari last season started very well. They were leading Red Bull quite convincingly in those first opening few races and then dropped off. That's when the reliability issue started hitting a lot more and things. Whereas Red Bull started poorly, of course, two DNFs in the same race um, and they quickly tried to fix their reliability issues and then went back into it. Do you think Ferrari could do the same thing? I certainly, well, not think. I know Ferrari are going to fight it out throughout the entirety of the season. They are not going to give up after the first race, as Bastia has said. I mean, it's only the first race. Sure, you've had a little bit of a reliability issue. Same as last year, Max Verstappen was out in the first race, went on to take the World Championship. Obviously, you can't uh, try to correlate last season with this season. It's completely different. I mean, but one of the most interesting aspects is that, of course, Red Bull are not able to develop their car as much this year. They may have gotten off to a very good start, 
with other teams are able to catch up a lot easier uh, with one through development this year. And of course, now that everybody's seen that Red Bull in their first race, they look to the things that did right, and they're going to look at it at Aston Martin as well and say, well, what did you do right? Because you're in a similar budget to us as well. And they're going to look at that and say, hey, that's what we're going to do. And uh, hopefully what we will see is some more competitive race as the season carries on. I do think a lot of people are making assumptions about the season very early, including us, let this well, be honest. Jeff, but, yeah, really does. <laughs> but, uh, but of course, we've got the longest season coming for uh, forever. We've never had such a long season in F1. 22 races still to go, not just one. 22 races still to go. Lots and lots can happen in that time. And hopefully what we see is Mercedes fix somehow. They've created drastic fix. They said they're going to do drastic things. Hopefully they do. Ferrari will hopefully fix reliability issues and maybe try and improve on the track in terms of the tire degradation problems they had. And uh, we'll see Aston Martin maybe even still improving and challenging even Red Bull right at the top. It could really turn into one hell of a season to watch. Yes, for sure. And I mean, obviously, we have the Saudi Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, very exciting. If you are able to, please do join us in all of our live streams. We'll be, well, we will be going live for every session. Uh, including perhaps one, two, three, qualifying and the race on Sunday. But just back to you now, Mark, who do you think will be competitive out in Saudi on Saturday and Sunday? Well, I think it, it will likely be another Red Bull 1-2. Let's be honest, Red Bull had no issues whatsoever in Bahrain. There was not a single thing they were concerned about. Bahrain was as perfect as you could possibly ask. The only thing they have to get through is basically the start of the race. If they can avoid any collisions, I back Red Bull to get another one too. But it's be interesting to see how much closer the race is, of course, because it's a much more challenging track than Bahrain. Uh, it's a lot more twisty. It's a lot more narrow in some sections as well. Uh, it's quite a difficult track in comparison. So we look at the other teams and we think, well, let's see what Ferrari and what Aston Martin can do in that track. I don't think it's it's way too soon for Mercedes to rapidly turn that around. But hopefully Mercedes can can somewhat you know, get some good testing done essentially this weekend uh, with regards to how they can change their car. So I'm saying Red Bull 1-2 and Fernando Alonso in 3 again. I reckon that'll be the same thing again, but I reckon both Ferraris will be in 4 and 5. Yes, well, I think we'll just have to wait and see to see what happens obviously this weekend. Obviously, practice 1 will be a good indicator. Um, obviously not for Mercedes, as they will probably be doing some testing. We should see a lot of aero uh, being tested on that Mercedes. Uh, not only in practice one, probably in practice two and practice three. But it should certainly be a very exciting weekend to watch. Saudi yes. Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, obviously such a great race. Uh, we saw last year how close some of those cars were able to race. So hopefully, hopefully we will be seeing the Ferraris uh, and Mercedes, or Ferrari and Red Bulls and possibly those Aston Martins all fighting it out for P1. 100%. And uh, if you guys have any last minute comments to ask us before we head off, please be sure to ask us right now before we go and say goodbye. Otherwise, you have been watching Forever Motorsports uh, on Forever Sports. And my name is Mark. This is Reese. Catch us every Monday. We do a live show, of course, where you guys can discuss and we cap uh, capture all the news uh, in the last week. And most of the time, of course, it'll be right after a Grand Prix. And we'll recap that whole Grand Prix in this Monday live show. And that'll be next week, of course, after the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix which will be so interesting to see what happens. And say, guys, very quickly get comments in if you guys want to ask anything. Otherwise, we are going to be heading off. Um, and, do, of course, we will do a preview show on Thursday. And even more uh, pertinent on Thursday, be sure to go and look at our other channel. To go and look to our, our partner channels on uh, Forever Sports. We have Forever Sports Extra. We will be racing Saudi Arabia on Thursday with the whole Forever Sports team. 
everybody will hopefully be there uh, we should have a very large race of about seven to nine of us even uh, which will be really really cool to of course see uh, and we can go and have a good laugh at that and have an idea as to what the track is like and uh, even better yet how, uh, how, how how stupidly fun and how stupidly we drive when we go and do Saudi Arabia compared to those professionals who will be racing on the weekend uh, until then guys thank you so much for watching uh, it's been Reese. it's been me and uh, we will check you again uh, very soon thank you so much for watching goodbye